Let's just jump right into it. Lord, thank you so much for the reality of the new creation. Lord, thank you that you're helping us see with your eyes. See as I see, not as men see. Lord, we thank you that when we see as you see, we see what is real and what is true and what is eternal. For that which is seen by men is temporary. But that which is seen by God, which we call the unseen, is eternal. Lord, thank you for this reality. Thank you that you are the true bread. You are the true light. You are the true life. You came for this purpose, as you said to Pilate. For this purpose, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth, to what is true, to what is real. And Pilate said, what is truth? Jesus stood before him. Thank you, Lord, that you're hoping, that you're, that you're helping us see the invisible. You're helping us see the invisible. Moses endured what he went through, the scripture says, because he saw him who was invisible. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes. And now, Father, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that the power of the Holy Spirit that is within us will teach us. Open our eyes, Lord, more and more to the things of God. For the Spirit of God is given to show us the deep things of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us in Christ. Who can know the thoughts of God but the Spirit of God? And we rely on the Spirit of God to open the pages of this awesome book, to open the heavens, even creation itself, and see the hidden things in creation that we might know the true God. For the things, the invisible things of God are clearly seen and understood by the things that have been made. And we know that that which appears has been made by that which does not appear. Help us see as you see. Lift us up. Lift us up from this confusion, from this world. Lift us up to see in the blue skies of heaven itself, which is within us. The kingdom has come, does not come like men think. It is inside of you by the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of heaven resides within you now, and it is his righteousness, and it is his peace. And it is His joy now 
Behold, I do a new thing. Consider not the things of old. Behold, his mighty hand has done it. Thank you, Lord. We enter that rest. We remain in that rest. Even the true rest, which is Christ himself. Our life is now hidden with Christ in sight of God. Thank you, Lord, for this awesome reality that we take to work every day, to school every day. As we walk this planet every day, this reality. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for the Spirit of God that opens our eyes to see as you see. Amen. There's an awesome verse in Ephesians, chapter 4 of Ephesians. that I'd like for us just to consider for a few minutes. Ephesians chapter 3. Did I say 4? Chapter 3. I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 16. Let's start with 16. It's all so good. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I think you're going to be encouraged this morning. I know you're going to be encouraged this morning. Chapter 3, verse 16. Paul is praying. The Apostle Paul is praying for you and me through this letter. He's writing it to the Ephesians, but now that it's It's been passed around to all the saints. Even in their time, he said, pass these letters around to all the saints. It's being passed now to you in this generation and to me in this generation. And Paul the Apostle is writing to you personally this morning. And he's saying, I pray that he, that God himself would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses mere knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think 
according to the power that works within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Do you think Paul overstated the case? Do you think the power of the Spirit, speaking through Paul to us, overstated what he just said here? I don't think so either. Listen to this part again. This is so awesome. I'll tell you what the Spirit has put in my heart to say today. The Lord wants us to really see as he sees. When Israel went to the promised land, the scripture says that, they, they, that uh, the ten uh, the spies went into the land. It was actually it was 12 spies, right? 12 spies. But 10 of the 12, 10 of the 12 said, in their eyes, we are as grasshoppers. And we can't take this land. This land filled with milk and honey that God has given to us. But two, Joshua and Caleb, they saw themselves as God saw themselves. And they said, they are bread for us. God has given it to us. God is with us. What the Spirit has put on my heart to share this morning is, there is so much waiting for you if you will and me too will only see as he sees and not be afraid. There's a verse in the Gospels that says Jesus went to, to a town and he could do only, only heal a few sick folk because of their unbelief. He could only heal a few sick folk. Other cities, they'd c- come by the droves and they healed everyone. What the Spirit is saying is that he yearns to give you and I. I'll read it. He yearns to give you and I. Because he is able to give to you and I whatever the need, and not, beyond, not just needs, but beyond needs. I'm talking about dreams fulfilled and, and adventure in life and a co-laborer with God and, and knowing the Father's business and as a son, as a daughter. and um, I, There's so much, so much that he would talk to us about by a fire in the winter with a cup of coffee and whisper things to us that no man has ever said so much because he is able to do he is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or even think According to the power 
that works within you now, not far away in some distant galaxy, in you now, to Him be the glory in the church. So, God's heart is for us, be not unbelieving, but believe. Be not skeptical, but believe. Treasure has been given to you and I regarding the complete forgiveness and reconciliation of the world. Treasure has been given to you and I concerning the raising up of a new creation. Treasure has been given to you and I of a revelation of an incredible joining of us to the risen Christ. Bone of His bone, flesh of His flesh. Treasure has been given to you and I of an incredible inheritance. Not something we earned as a wage, but something we inherit because of who you are. You've been born of Him. You are from above. Incredible treasure. And I just feel the Spirit like a coach almost this morning saying to us, You've got everything inside of you because He put it there. You've got everything. You and I have been created in Christ Jesus that we might merely walk in the good works that are already in you. Your destiny is inside of you. No man can take your destiny away from you. It's inside of you. You are created in Christ Jesus that now we merely walk out what he put inside. But it's awesome. That's what the coach is saying. The spirit as a coach. He's coaching us and he's saying it is abundantly above, beyond all that you could ever ask or even think What's that verse that says in is about Israel? They limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited the Holy One of Israel. He wanted to do so much more. Ten of the twelve spies saw themselves as men see them. And they said, we're but grasshoppers. But two saw as God saw. And they changed the world. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, the scripture says, to show himself strong on behalf of the one who is depending on him and looking to him. You know why he has to look to and fro throughout the whole earth? Because there aren't many. Even among his children, as far as believing for all that he has given. So as a, as a coach, the Spirit of God is saying, come on, run with me. Don't let anything. I love that, that scene in Chariots of Fire where the uh, university, they're having that big dinner at the university and the speaker uh, at the front of the school at that big dinner with the candles on the table and, and they're telling their students at this university, you know, he says, find Find what you are good at. Find what what your gift is. Find what your calling is. 
and give yourself to it. And let no power or persuasion deter you from your task. I love that. Let no power or persuasion deter you from your task because it's, the task is a God-given task. And the gifts and the calling of God is without repentance, which means the gifts and the calling of God are giving and he will not change his mind. It is not based on your performance. It is not based on your resume. It is not based on how good you've done. It is not. It is a gift. It is by the grace of God. It is a calling. It is a, it is a miraculous, heavenly gift that God gives and He will not change His mind about what He has given you. Isn't that awesome? Because He knows the end from the beginning. Nothing you and I do will surprise Him. He knew it all. And He gave you the gift anyway. He gave me the gift anyway. Knowing all my weaknesses, all my mistakes, all my failures, all my humanness, and He gave me the gift anyway. awesome so hear what the spirit is saying this morning because it's almost like i know it sounds cliche-ish to say this but he it really is he's calling us to a higher awareness not a higher level because you can't get any higher than seated with him (laughs) in heavenly places you can't get any closer than being in union with him than being inside of him and him inside of you. So I'm not saying you can't, you know, like, we're not talking this stuff like getting closer to God and get to another level and that's religious garbage. The truth is you can't get any higher than you are now. You can't get any closer than you are now because he's inside of us and you're inside of him. Those verses that talk about draw near to God, that's to the unbeliever. Read the context. James is saying, you murderers, you adulterers, draw near to God. That's not you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. That's James. That's not talking to the believer. The believer is in Christ. And Christ is in you. You are now seated with him in heavenly places. So it's not a matter of going to another level or getting closer to God. No. The key is, like we said a long time ago, I love this. As in, as in real estate, it's you know location, location, location is the key to real estate. In the same way, in the spiritual life, the key is awareness, awareness, awareness of what is. Revelation and awareness. Growing in that awareness of what is. We're like little kittens. We're born with our eyes closed and our eyes must be open. The, cat doesn't, the kitten doesn't become a cat when they finally open their eyes and see the mommy, the mommy cat and say, oh, I must be a cat. He's been a cat the whole time with his eyes closed. The sleeper must awaken. You see it? It's so cool. It's such a rest. It's like the dawning of a new day. Peter said, take heed to what is hidden in these scriptures as a lamp that shines in a dark place until the morning star, the light within you, rises within you. 
in your heart, Peter says. He's talking about breaking, a breaking of revelation within because of the reading of the Scripture. You see the mystery of Christ. You see God opening it up. And it happens within, and you, and you see yourself. You see how God sees you, how beloved you are of God. How beloved we are of God. The Scripture says Christ cherishes His bride and nourishes His bride. As a good husband, He cherishes her. He cherishes time with her. He nourishes her. Isn't that awesome? So He's drawing us to, don't be afraid, follow. Follow me, Jesus said. No, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. See as I see. Jacob, you're not Jacob. Your name is Israel. See the new name that only you and God know. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, just real quick. I was going to read this story in the Scripture to like, illustrate what, what the Spirit is saying. I love this story. Let's just take a look at it real briefly. We're not going to look at the whole thing. But I really want to encourage you to, um, when you have some time, to read the whole story. I shared this with the church, I think, two or three years ago uh, in the main meeting. But um, it's just an awesome, awesome story that is recorded in the Scripture that is full of the revelation of Christ. And it's in 2 Kings, chapter 7. 2 Kings, chapter 7. It is so full of revelation of the Christ and God's way and His heart toward us. Chapter 7, 2 Kings, chapter 7. And one of the things I love to do, I just love to find in the Scripture the treasures that are hidden there of the Christ, of Jesus Himself and His work. It's so awesome. That's what it was meant to be used for primarily. Paul says what was written before was for our learning, that we might have hope, that faith might be increased because the Scriptures reveal Christ and leads to greater faith and awareness that's the, the whole point of it. It's not, as some men have said, the Bible is a book, uh, you know, it's like a mirror. It looks, you look at it, and it shows you where you need to clean your face and work on things and, and get rid of sin in your life because it's a mirror. No. There is, it is a, there is a mirror aspect to it, but not as men think. The Scripture is a book that you can look and see Christ. And then you see yourself in Christ. And then Paul said it's like looking at a mirror when you look at the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's like looking in a mirror because that is what you look like. The new creation created after his image, I see what he looks like, I see what I look like because I've been created new in his image. 
I see what he looks like. I see what I look like. Isn't that awesome? Okay. Wow, we don't have much time at all. I tell you what. Let's do this. 2 Kings chapter 7 is the story. From verse 1. All the way to verse 20. The entire chapter. 1 through 20, chapter 7. Would y'all do this for me? And and, and at your leisure, read that story whenever you can. 2 Kings chapter 7, the entire chapter, 1 through 20. Real quick, it's a story. I'm going to share a few thoughts, but but by reading it slowly, the Spirit of God will show you stuff. It's like popcorn when you read it. You'll see things. It's exciting. I love stuff like that. Um, Because it feeds your spirit and you know who you are and who he is you know it's awesome and it brings us to that awareness that greater awareness so we begin to step out more and believe more and trust more and see him come through more for us jesus said pray and ask that your joy might be full james says we have not because we ask not i mean this is awesome it's there. Treasure, 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 treasure. This is a story about treasure. This is a story about a city that was under siege by enemies of Israel. And they were dying because they were surrounded by armies and they had no food and the food was, was wearing out and they had just a few morsels of bread left and it was, it was getting really bad. They were all going to die. The king was in the city, the wall behind the walls with his men and the people. They had no way out. And then, Elisha, who was in the city, thank God, prophesied. And he said, in so many words, you'll read it, but in so many words he said, and they've been going through this famine for, I don't know, maybe months slowly eating all their food and eating the horses and even there's only a few horses left and Elisha hears a word from the Lord and he speaks and he says by this time tomorrow in so many words he said by this time tomorrow there's going to be so much bread of food available that it's going to be so just cheap it'll be like we're so priceless now that people would give anything for a morsel of bread by this time tomorrow there'll be an abundance and one of the king's men said yeah right yeah right skeptical not seeing as God sees and he said if God would open the windows of heaven that's not going to happen I mean, that's, that's the only way that could happen. If God just would open the windows of heaven, and that's not going to happen. And Elisha said to him, You shall see it with your eyes, but you will not enjoy it. And then, there were four lepers in the city. And they were talking among themselves. And they said, Look, we're going to die here anyway. I got a plan. One of the guys says, I got a plan. Look, we're lepers. We're already 
the lowest of the low. And we're going to die anyway. Let's go out to the enemy. Talk to them. Maybe they'll let us live. We'll, we'll serve them as slaves or something. You know, we'll go out there and talk to them. Maybe they'll let us live. Who knows? We're going to die here. They kill us there. We're going to die here. It doesn't matter, right? They had nothing to lose. The very important part of awareness and walking with God is getting to a place where you have nothing to lose. You're not trying to please man. You're not trying to earn brownie points with organizations. You're not trying to please man. If I should, be a, if I should seek to please men, Paul said, I would not be the servant of Christ. They had nothing to lose. And so they went out. I think it was at night they went out. And they were, here's these four lepers, you know, going out just beyond the, the sand where the, the armies were camped. And they went out there, and uh, they, didn't re- they didn't realize this, but God honored the word of Elisha. God gave that word to Elisha, and God honored it. And as Elisha spoke that word in the, in the city, God was at work out there, even though they didn't see it. God caused, now think about it, this is the God who made the galaxies. He can do anything. This is the God who, as Clark said a while back, it was so awesome what he shared about the spiraling galaxies within galaxies and galaxies of galaxies that are out there. Awesome. So this God simply caused a rumbling sound in the sky. Big deal. When I say big deal, I mean that's nothing for God. And we doubt he can do that. I mean, come on. People, he calls this like a thunder, but he made the rumbling sound sound like chariots, like another army coming. Well, this army said, that's chariots, that's chariots. I know, the ground is shaking. My God, we're going to be slaughtered. They, Israel must have, they must have reached a, a covenant with their neighbors and they sent for help. We've got to get out of here now, now. That's an army coming. We're going to be slaughtered. On the open field, we have no protection. We've got to get out of here now, now, now. No time to, keep in, to take anything. Get out of here now. The rumbling got louder, 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 and they ran for their lives. And all that was on the other side of that dune was four little lepers. <laughs> and here's four little lepers coming over the hill. God is not limited to save by many or by few. You see as he sees. And so here's these little lepers coming over and they, they look out over and all the tents are still there. I mean, it's like they just vanished. Most of the horses are gone, chariots are gone, and they're looking out over there and, and they see swords and provision and treasure and you know all kind of stuff it's like it's like they just disappeared because they left in such a hurry that they left it all behind they saved only their lives because God convinced them that they were about to be slaughtered by these armies that Israel had made a contract with a covenant with and so they got out of there with their lives kind of in the same way that God tricked the enemy Had they understood the hidden mystery, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, Paul said. In the garden, they came for him and he said, this is your hour 
and the power of darkness, take me. You have no idea what you're about to do. Make my day. <laughs> and that's the ways of God. And so here's the, the lepers, okay, all right, and they gather up all this stuff, and they're like, my God, they're gorging themselves with food. I mean, the incredible meats that are salted down for the armies and cheeses and meats and food and bread and wine and drink. And oh my gosh, and they had, they're putting robes on it from the, from the tents. They were like, and, they, and then they, in all of their celebration, they stopped. And they said this, awesome line. They said, we have received good news today and they use the word good news gospel we have received good news today it's not right for us to be here enjoying all this and our our families and friends are back there they they think they don't know what we see they don't know what we have we got to go back and tell them we got to go back and tell them there's 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 enough here for for three cities we got to go back and tell them you see it? And so they go back and they, they come up to the big gate. Let us in. We have good news, great news to tell you. The guard looked down and said, what kind of good news do you have, you lepers? And he said, they're gone. They're all gone. And there's plenty of food for all of us. All of us. It's awesome. It is absolutely awesome. It is unbelievable. They're gone. The enemy has been vanquished. We can just go take it. And the guard said, Are you kidding me? I got to tell the king this. So he goes and tells the king. You're not going to believe this king. There's a couple of lepers, four lepers out there. Anyway, the king goes, It's a trap. That's what it is. It's a trap. They want us to come out of the city. And the moment we get out of the city, they're going to slaughter us. And then this little servant of the king says, Well, sir, what if they're right? What if, what if this is true? Why don't you just send a few men to go check it out? There's a couple of horses left. He said that. He said that. He said there's a few horses left. Why don't you send them to check it out? So, anyway, he sends these few people to go check it out. They come back with the lepers and they go, my God, it's true. They're gone. They're all gone. There's enough food for all of us and more abundantly than you could ever ask or think. And the people heard it and the people pushed open the gate. And the, one of the, the, the commanding officer who said to Elisha, yeah, right, that's going to happen, Elisha, that by this time tomorrow. And Elisha, remember, said to him, you'll see it with your eyes, but you will not enjoy it. And the people pushed the gates open, and they flooded to the desert, running, running out there. And the lepers are going, come on, it's over here, it's over here. And the people trampled him to death. He saw it and then died because he... He didn't believe. The world is like that. The world is like that soldier that, is, that doesn't believe. But you and I are not. We're sons and daughters of God. And the whole 
city was saved. When you get a chance, read the whole story and let the Spirit just show you that there's awesome little things in that story that is, is cool. We have heard good news. We have heard good news. Lord, thank you so much for opening our eyes. Help us see as you see. Help us see as you see. As Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, there is nothing impossible for God. Lord, increase our awareness of your bigness. We don't need big faith. We just need faith in a big God. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For the word of this grace is spreading to more and more people. Causing the giving of thanks to abound to God. That God might be glorified. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.